Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This story I find just fascinating. It's a cold case story about a woman named Sonia Nadine May Syrink, who was born in Little Current up on Manitoulin Island in August of 1963. Her body and that of her unborn child was found a 40-minute drive south of east of London, Ontario, in August of 1994. This year marks 25 years since her murder, and the case is still unsolved. Global National Online reporter Jane Gerster and supervising producer of original content Brent Stanley traveled to Manitoulin Island to speak with Sonia's sister Maggie and the community where she grew up to learn more of the background of this story. Sonia, by the way, is one of thousands of murdered and missing indigenous women and girl cases, and her sister is one of the families who opposed the inquiry. So Jane Gerster is to join us right now to, to flesh this story out and tell us the, how, first of all, Jane, thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So take us back to where you and Brent decided this was important enough to drive from Toronto up to Manitoulin Island to follow up. Give us the impetus for your involvement. My involvement actually goes back five years. Um, Sonia's sister Maggie has been sort of the advocate for her for 25 years. And I spoke for a couple other stories five years ago. We stayed in touch. And she always made, you know, Sonia more than just a uh, statistic and a you know a billboard to me and so mm-hmm. you know when the opportunity to go up came um i took it okay and uh by then of course you had been familiar with the circumstances of the case for many years so uh what was the mission uh this time around jane uh, for the two of you to drive up to uh, manitoulin island what specifically were you after I think we were after understanding how someone goes from, you know, a childhood on the bay, you know, swimming in the summer and skating in the winter and with, you know, 12 older brothers and sisters um, to 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 kind of living in London, you know, recovering from drug addiction and then and then dead. So I think we wanted to make sure that we were really understanding as much about who Sonia was and what drove her throughout her life, because she really was this remarkable, loving person who is missed by many, many people. It certainly sounds that way. Now, one of the things that I read in the uh, the preamble to your introduction here was you talked about her sister Maggie and spent some time with her. And I mentioned, in, in, in by as a, a detail, her sister is one of the families who opposed the inquiry. Why? In broad strokes, she worried that it wouldn't accomplish much. You mm-hmm. know? So one of the things I want to be clear is she's not, you know, sitting somewhere saying, um, you know, I don't agree with the finding of genocide. I don't agree with, you know, the recommendations. The thing is that right now in Canada, we have a lot of inquiries and we have a lot of reports and a lot of money gets spent on it. And for her kind of sitting there, you know, knowing what it's like to be someone whose sister was murdered and her case is unsolved and to know what it's like to interact with other families and to watch them, you know, go through this struggle. You know, she just really didn't want us to spend all that time and money on something, you know, another report. She wanted to go to the families and organizations who've been doing this since before the media started paying attention. 
And you and I both know that this particular matter, this the the whole matter of, of missing and murdered indigenous women and girls, the whole the, that file has been studied every way till Sunday, upwards, backwards, and forwards. We have stacks of recommendations and reports, Jane, and very little has been done except to, uh, as we've just seen and gone through and dropped a whole lot of cash on, yet another report. That is. That is exactly what Maggie kind of talks about. And, I mean, we spoke with with Art Jacko, who's the band manager up in Whitefish River, First Nation, um, and he's really supportive of the work Maggie's doing. And he actually, you know, said one of his frustrations is, you know, we have all these roadmaps. You know, what do we do with them? And he worries Mm -hmm. that if we don't kind of finish the job, as he was saying, that we're going to find ourselves in 10 years with people still going going missing and still being murdered and we're going to say wait why is this happening and you you know and then we're going to want another new report and so there's just there's just that really big concern that we're just kind of treading water so to speak right and going around in circles and throwing lots of money at things but not really getting anywhere other than possibly a little further into debt now you talked about sonia's sister maggie and the work she's doing jane what's she doing well, she uh, was part of a group that, you know, after the inquiry started, they sued for legal standing as families so that they wouldn't just be represented by lawyers, but that they could actually represent themselves. Mm-hmm. She does a lot of sort of community support work and just kind of um, healing ceremonies, you know, showing up when other families say, hey, can you come to this? Can you talk to me? Can you walk me through this process? Can you give me your advice? Um, and then she's also part of a group that uh, just got some funding through the government to do um, this sort of nationwide new art campaign and kind of healing ceremonies um, that's going to see lots of families sort of create artwork um, designed to represent their loved one. Ah, okay. So now what have you learned? Uh, you've been on this case uh, for a number of years. Most recently, you, you revived your interest in it. You've re- had, had more interaction with Maggie and the rest of her family up there on Manitoulin Island. What did you learn this round that you didn't know before, Jane? About the case, frustratingly, frustratingly little. I mean, where you know, and this is something that Maggie's grappling with a lot. Um, but what I really learned a different this time is kind of how time changes um, people's grief. You know, when 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 Sonia first died, Maggie talked about being in this this rage. She couldn't even think about finding uh, Sonia's killer. She was just so angry she was sure. gone mm-hmm. and then that you know there was a healing ceremony there was a process and then it turned into this advocacy that was sort of born out of wanting to keep her father up to date and now she's actually thinking about sort of stepping back a bit from Sonia's case and focusing on some of the other more recent cases that she thinks might be more solvable or that you know need similar attention um, and a lot of it just um it just has to do with her grief and sort of trying to do right by her sister, but also trying to do right, you know, by herself and by her community. And so it's really this really interesting, um, complex process that was fascinating to get an up-close look at. I'll bet it was. Final question to you, Jane, and we're grateful for your time this afternoon. Uh, what appetite, what energy do you, and you've been, again, on this file for years, what energy and or appetite do you see with the police forces in the country and their investigative work into cold cases like this? And, of course, there are dozens, if not hundreds, others just like it. Are they on it, or is this just a big stack of uh, files on a desk in a back room somewhere? 
I cannot say that for every police organization. Of I've course. I've a few cold cases, and I think it really depends on kind of who you're speaking to and whether or not they like to talk to the media about their work. Um, but I've spoken to a couple detectives and constables now about Sonia's case, and I think that there is there is some appetite to get this solved. I mean, we are seeing this, this public relations push right now from them in London, um, and I think it just really depends. And it depends on the complexity of the case, and it depends on... Um, you know, how much time has passed. And it also depends, you know, one of the constables was mentioning that sometimes it depends a little bit on, you know, how involved the family wants to be. Some people sure. to to find, you know, to move on, they need, they need to really shut that door. So it really, it's case by case. Absolutely. Jane Gerster, we appreciate this. It's very interesting work that you've done on this case and, uh, you know, soldier on. Uh, this is obviously not something you're about to walk away from having invested so many years already. Please keep us surprised. Thank you. Jane Gerster is in Toronto today. She is global national online reporter. And that story, of course, originated in Manitoulin Island. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.